Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. Welcome to episode 48 of Intuitive Bites. For the show today, I'm chatting with Caitlin Anderley, who you may know from Instagram as Reframe Your Story. And Caitlin and I are talking about her experience with weight loss surgery, and we're just talking about basically her perspective on weight loss surgery now that she's been through the process um, and out on the other side, and kind of has had her views on it shift with time. Uh, so it's a really interesting conversation. You know, I'm very interested in talking to people who've gone through this experience um, because I started off my journey as a dietitian in a weight loss surgery clinic before I learned about health at every size and intuitive eating and weight neutral care and really all of the the stuff that comes along with learning about that. But um, this conversation with Caitlin was fantastic. I love the content that she's putting out there on Instagram. She's very direct and to the point about her experience and again, like the way she feels about weight loss surgery now, which of course is that, you know, it's unethical. So check out her content if you haven't already and let's go ahead and listen to my conversation with Caitlin. All right, Caitlin, I am super excited to talk to you today. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I have been looking forward to this so much. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's taken us a few weeks to get it down, but we're here now. So I'm super excited to to chat with you. Why don't you introduce yourself in whatever capacity you want to and um, explain a little bit about, I guess, just like a brief overview of like, why, what's kind of led you to doing this work that you're doing right now on Instagram? Sure. So my background is in social work. I have my bachelor's in social work and my master's in social work. My job is not really uh, so much related to (laughs) what I'm doing on Instagram. Uh, I work at a college. I'm the director of a disability services office and Mm -hmm. uh, work with college students. So, and I really enjoy that. Um, really enjoy the one-on-one work, really hoping to get into doing more clinical work eventually. But uh, so essentially I got into this because I didn't see myself in what was being put out on social media. Mm. And I didn't see myself in, I I ran an event about, I guess it was a, maybe a year ago, two years ago. Yeah. About two years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was eating disorder awareness. And I put together this panel and I was looking at uh, kind of envisioning it. And I realized that I didn't see myself in it. Yeah. And I said, wow, this is a continual issue that I'm having. And I couldn't figure out who, who am I going to get to represent uh, my story. And eventually uh, was convinced by my counselor that, well, maybe you should. <laughs> maybe you should do that. Oh, no, no. It's, it's, it's my event. I'm running it. I couldn't possibly speak on it. And uh, was part of the panel. And it was just kind of this huge shift of, of sharing my story for the first time. And 
I don't, I couldn't even tell you what I said on that. Uh, I was so nervous. Um, and it, it just really made me realize how I wish that there, I think there's more out there now, but when I had my weight loss surgery in 2013, there wasn't as much out there. It was really mostly positive things about weight loss surgery. And I just wish that I could have had multiple perspectives. And so I kind of wanted to put out what I wish I had. Yeah. I'm so glad that your counselor or whatever pushed you to to do that. Yes. Like whatever it is that kind of led you to doing this work now, because when I ran into your content, I was like, just like, Oh my gosh, someone's talking about this. And like, I, you know, I feel like kind of earlier on when I was first starting on Instagram, I did a little bit more talking about weight loss surgery and my thoughts on it and kind of my experience because I had worked in a weight loss surgery clinic for two years or whatever. Um, but I feel like I've just, as I've evolved in my own journey and things have shifted and I've gotten away from that experience a little bit, like I feel like I've done a little bit less of that content, but it's so good to see someone else doing it. And so this is leading to wanting to ask you about like, tell me about like your experience, especially like your experience. Like what, when was the point after your weight loss surgery or whatever that you started like, uh, I don't know, just thinking about it in a different perspective. Cause clearly from the content I've seen that you put out there, like you're obviously kind of critical of, of that whole thing. Yes. I'm going to throw it out. hundred percent. So (laughs) I've been, I've been kind of on my own journey of, addressing my and working through um, my own mental health struggles with anxiety and depression for many years now, uh, but never kind of always thought that, well, that stemmed from me being in a larger body. And that if I solved that, then that would solve my mental health issues. Didn't matter that I was in school for um, social work and I, I understood mental health, but couldn't see that. Couldn't see that I had an eating disorder myself thought that, you know, it, since I was in a larger body that, well, uh, you know, what you're doing is essentially prescribed by doctors. Like you're, you're eating less, you're restricting. And I felt like that was what I was told for a lot of my life to do to resolve, um, trying to be in a smaller body. And so I, I had my weight loss surgery. I was actually in counseling, never had really thought that my body image issues were a problem, that my relationship with food was a problem, and just thought that, well, this is a thought that it's because all your issues are because you can't lose weight, and you try diet after diet after diet, and it's just not working, and if you just solve this, then then everything would be so much better, so... It's kind of wild. I mean, it just yes. the fact that like, like you're saying that like the doctors are prescribing you these like restrictive things. And yeah. Being prescribed away. an eating disorder essentially. Yeah. And it's yeah. still going on right now. It's not like it's oh, any 100%. Day. Um, it's still going on where doctors are prescribing, like you're saying, really like eating disorders, um, putting people on that path where they can easily lead to that. Whereas someone in a smaller body, literally just because their size of their body is different. Exactly. Diagnosed with an eating disorder. Like, so right that you experienced that. Yeah. Yes. And so it was uh, really interesting because it was after my surgery, after I had lost a lot of weight, um, about a hundred pounds in, in total. Um, and wasn't even where the doctors thought I should be, uh, of course, 
yeah. but um, was still was still fat. Um, so mm-hmm. it's really hard that you know you you lose a significant amount of weight, but and then people look at you and they still see that you still get the weight bias, you still get the weight stigma, and it's really hard to unlearn that too um, while you're trying to deal with everyone else's own uh, impact that they've had because of diet culture. So, so I, I wound up, um, I wound up switching counselors due to just the fact that I'm in the field and the person who I was working with, um, I was going to end up actually working with. So, um, I was going to be kind of too much, too much in close proximity, dual, dual roles. Didn't want to do that. Um, so started working with, um, a new counselor. And prior to that, I had started seeing a dietitian and, she was the one who first taught me about um, health at every size and wow. taught me about in- intuitive eating. And I was really pissed at her the first time I went to see her because <laughs> I wanted her to tell me, you know, this is here, here's your meal plan. And this is how we're going to resolve this. And yes. um, yeah, we're going to just fix this up and uh, you're going to go back to using the tool of your sleeve and, the you know that was that was it and she I left that a meal plan and I was really mad yeah I left with yeah and I was like this woman is so confused like she's gotta have it wrong because everyone else is saying something different my whole life and and this is what kind of I think is the dominant narrative is that you know go on a diet that'll fix it you'll lose weight and um, you know, if you stop doing it, it's, it's you who failed, not that the diet failed you. Right. So, yeah. So, and then, um, so working with my dietitian and then my, my counselor who specializes in working with eating disorders and really coming to terms with the fact that I can have an eating disorder and be in a larger body. That was really difficult for me. Yeah. Um, I, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't come to terms with it. I mean, it didn't match up with time. anything that like yeah. we, we talked about, like the narratives that we hear about eating disorders and all of this stuff. Like yes. it just doesn't match up. It doesn't click. So it's like, no. you're trying to grasp something that like literally nobody is talking about or nobody's acknowledging is a thing. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I, I, there was a, so in terms of like screening before the surgery, there, there was a, a screening with a dietitian, and um, that dietitian had said to me that you know, it was essentially she was evaluating to see if I had binge eating disorder. Well, I didn't have binge eating disorder. Right. I, and, and I had bulimia. Wow. And wow. so, but she just kind of saw it as, okay, yeah, that's, that's the only thing we're going to evaluate for. And you're good and told me I don't have an eating disorder. Wow. So, yeah. So really just very interesting and then to be to have been told that no you don't have an eating disorder to have known I was evaluated for it and told that you know no that's that's not the case so yeah yeah that's wild that's absolutely crazy so um so tell me more about like the work that you're doing now like what do you feel like like yeah what kind of motivated you to do that and I mean I guess you've already somewhat answered that but like what is your what is your hope my hope, eventually I'd like to, to write a book because it's really hard to get your uh, kind of whole story and thoughts out on Instagram. So True. that's my long-term goal. Um, but right now, I just want people to not feel like a failure. Mm-hmm. I don't want anyone. So I, I'm kind of 
I want to speak to those who I really want to speak to everyone through my posts, but I really hope that people who have had weight loss surgery, especially, or considering weight loss surgery are, are seeing this and at least getting a, a different perspective and that it's not going to solve everything. Yeah. And my, my point too, for other professionals is that we, we need to have informed consent. Yeah. And if we're not talking about all the realities of how this is going to forever change your life and that it is a major surgery and it has impacts, I, I just want people to think about that more. And I want professionals who are kind of part of the team of people who might be um, impacting just the whole healthcare system in general, but anyone who's considering weight loss surgery, that, mm-hmm. that they know that, you know, it's not just all the before and after pictures that you see. It's, right. it's so much more than that. And that really, I mean, my story isn't the, it isn't different. My story no. isn't really that unique. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, there's aspects of everyone's story that's unique, but I think my story is is what a lot of people experience, but just that no one's talking about it. And I just think that I would have loved to have seen that. And I did see that in definitely small ways, but I didn't feel like I've, I've seen people talk about like really truly how an eating disorder can lead someone to the decision to have weight loss surgery. And that can be, you know, those can be directly related. Yeah. And, and, you know, in fact, I mean, I think it's, it makes a lot, it makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways, right? Like you're yes. in this like desperate place and you believe that you, it's also like this whole like internalized, like bias, weight bias. Like you believe mm-hmm. that you have this responsibility to quote unquote fix it. And this is the last straw because we know diets don't work. We know that like intentional weight loss pursuits aren't, aren't yes. going to work for the vast majority of people. So you know, someone in a larger body struggling with an eating disorder, desperate to get smaller. Um, it's kind of the last resort. Yes. It makes sense that someone in that position is getting there. I love what you said at the beginning of what you were just saying about, you know, wanting people to not feel like a failure because I mean, that resonates with me because I sat in front of so many patients when I was working in this clinic who, you know, sure would feel that way. They'd come to me and they, they had been regaining weight or they hadn't been quote unquote losing enough weight or what they're yeah. weight or whatever. Like, what does that even mean? Like, it's literally just like numbers that someone threw together and was like, Oh, you should lose this percent by this time, whatever. Like, yes, it doesn't actually, it's not based on biology. It's not based mm-hmm. on the fact that your body is working against weight loss. Like, right, oh. right. Your body's trying to, to save you. Yes. You, even your body is trying to preserve itself. Like we talk about that with diets and whatever, but like it, your body doesn't stop trying to save you when it has this like crazy extreme thing yes. like weight loss surgery occur. Yes. I, that's, that's so, so true. And it's interesting how even now I, I'm able to, with having the weight loss surgery, I had the, the gastric sleeve, Okay, yeah. but even still, I've, my body has adjusted where I can practice the principles of intuitive eating. And it's a little bit different for me. Every day can look a little bit different. Um, but I mean, it's definitely still 
my body's still trying to, to give me those, those hunger and fullness cues and I'm trying to listen to them. Yeah. And you know, that's so fascinating because another thing I would sometimes hear, which is so sad from patients after surgery is like a frustration if they're, they still had a hunger cue or if their hunger cues were coming back, there was, oh, 100%. Like, there was this frustration. What, like, what the heck I was told X, Y, Z. And it's normal that your body is going to adapt in time. Because again, like we're saying, like it's trying to save you. It's trying to adapt to protect you and keep you. Exactly. Um, exactly. So I was actually going to ask you about intuitive eating as well. Cause I, I, you know, I think there are some unique challenges with practicing oh, yes. after weight loss surgery. So I guess I'm wondering if you could just speak to your experience with that. Absolutely. So my experience with that is uh, that some days are better than others and that I can't always count on my hunger cues because sometimes I don't get them. Yes. And that's really difficult. And I, I don't get necessarily the same preemptive signs that I'm, I'm becoming hungry. Um, it can yeah. sometimes be once I'm really just not even feeling well, that I, I'm obviously not nourishing myself to a point that I'm feeling dizzy or uh, like I can't function. And wow. so sometimes I, I have to rely on the clock a little bit. And that's been really interesting in eating yeah. disorder recovery. Cause yeah. I want to just listen to my body, but I know I also need to know that my weight loss surgery has had impl- like there's implications for that. And that for me, it has impacted um, my hunger cues at times. And so I try to listen, I try to listen to them as much as possible, but I also, in terms of drinking water. I can't just guzzle down a thing of water the way someone mm-hmm. else can. And I, I would, it, it wouldn't stay down. So it's, yep. it, it's so easy to become dehydrated if you're just doing your, your job and you're getting distracted by the fact that you're doing work and it's not like you can just go back and think, okay, yeah, I'm just going to go and, and drink all this water. And I have ended up in the hospital dehydrated wow. before because I just, I, I would forget. Now I, I really can't forget. And now I'm starting to set reminders on my, my phone to yeah. uh, drink water and that, okay, by this time, if you haven't eaten, you need to put, you need to get something in your body because right. even though you're not being told that you're hungry, uh, you still, you still need to eat something. So it's been uh, kind of a day at a time process. And I, and I do try to learn and and just continually tune into what my body is telling me but sometimes I can't always rely on it right you have to kind of go above and beyond and like yes yes and just kind of eat for (laughs) self-care right right and it's and it's that's been just a really interesting thing to navigate and something that I continue to navigate to this day um, with my dietitian and my counselor and I don't know that um, I'll ever be able to not be mindful of that. And I, for a long time, my goal in eating disorder recovery was to not think so much about that yeah. and then, uh, to shift it to, okay, well maybe you do need to think about that. And, and how That's do you come to terms with that? That is really interesting. I was thinking that as you were speaking, cause you know, we talked about how, you know, certain people who have eating disorders end up having weight loss surgery. And I just remember, the 
intensity or like the amount of information that was like thrown at, at patients <laughs> before surgery and after yes. surgery and, and like this like pressure to quote unquote do it perfectly and like follow the diet perfectly and like eat or eat and drink at the perfect times and like get the protein shaken and whatever. Like it was like, really, it was like you needed to be obsessive in order oh, yes, 100%. to be successful with even just following. And I don't mean successful with weight loss. I mean like successful with just like following this rigid, crazy plan. Right. And you made this decision to have weight loss surgery. And so now you want to follow that. You've had a surgery. You want to do everything that you possibly can to yeah. uh, be quote unquote successful. And uh, even still, you know, that's, that's not going to work for everyone. And we know that. Right. Because weight loss is not a behavior. Weight is not a behavior. So even exactly. if you quote unquote, like, again, I keep saying quote unquote, but like you do it all perfectly. That doesn't mean that that's going to result in weight loss. And that's the reality for some patients who do it all. Like they're, yes, supposed to, they do the behaviors and their weight doesn't change. Like everyone expects, or they expect, or the doctors expect because weight is not a behavior and our bodies don't respond the same to these different stimuli. There's so many variables that respond that go into whether yes. a body's going to lose weight, you know? Yes, absolutely. Um, and that could be so painful too yes. to have made that decision and then to not see those results. And it it really is uh such an emotional journey and it is uh a lot of loss and grief of you know the body that you thinking that you know there was this happiness in this in this kind of ideal body and, and realizing wow okay no this is so much more than body and food this is something really deep and these are unmet needs that aren't going to ever be met by food or by having you know the certain numbers show up on the scale so it's definitely a lot of a lot of work yeah, you know, Caitlin, I was looking, I, I'm totally going to butcher it, I feel like, but I was looking at your page right before we jumped on, and there was a post, something about, like, you know, I had weight loss surgery, um, because I thought that, like, if, I don't know, something about, like, the, you know, if, if I could, like, ensure that I was restricting enough or whatever, like, yes. I, I would solve the problem. Um, yes. I don't know the rest of it. <laughs> no, that's okay. No, no, that's, I don't know the rest of it off the top of my head either. And yeah, I mean, that was my, I kind of thought, well, that was my promise to myself that even if I wasn't um, also quote unquote uh, strong enough or didn't have the willpower to restrict that, then I would have this permanent tool to allow myself yeah. to restrict. And I thought that there was no problem with that. And that that was the healthiest decision I had ever made in my life. I truly yes. went into surgery thinking that this is the first time I'm, you know, making a good decision and that I'm taking wow. back control of my life. And I, I had never felt more out of control and more just alone and sad and unfulfilled than when I was at my lowest weight. And that just was mind-blowing for me yes that's yeah that's what the kind of thoughts that's coming to my head is like just like completely mind-boggling especially <laughs> considering I'll be like yeah the expectations and like what you'd been told and what so many people are told is going to be this end result of a smaller body um, exactly through something so extreme and putting so much so, so much effort in um yes Caitlin, I want to thank you so much for the time you spent and like just what you shared. you have so much 
awesome stuff in here and I just really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I just am so grateful to uh, be starting to share my story and that um, others are also starting to own their own story and hopefully uh, shifting that a little bit. And yeah. Yeah. You're an important voice in this space. So I'm really happy to, to, can you Thank share you. where people can find you? And Yes. Uh, so as of right now, the only place people can find me is on Instagram. Maybe eventually um, I'm hoping that'll, that'll grow a bit. And, uh, I'm trying to make a website. It's uh, not, it's not it going so well. It yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So I meant um, my handle is at reframe your story. Awesome. And uh, so that's, yeah, that's it for now, but we'll see what the future holds. Awesome. Reframe your story. So I will share that and make sure that people, people follow you. Um, thanks again, Caitlin. Have a good night. Thank you so much. Yep. All right, guys, thank you for listening to this episode of Intuitive Bites. For more from Caitlin, you can check out her Instagram, which is Reframe Your Story. And she talks a lot about weight loss surgery and her experience and just kind of her perspective on that. So it's absolutely amazing content, um, really engaging. I highly encourage you give her a follow. And also, if you haven't already gotten one of my Diet Culture is a Liar stickers, you can get those. They're $5 each, and you can order them from my Instagram if you click the link in my bio. Um, and it's pretty easy to just follow the order form that way. So I hope you guys are having an awesome week, and I will talk to you soon.